Hey guys and welcome back to business. Today we're talking about common mistakes that small businesses make and should be avoiding. This, this is just some of our experience. Um, and, Do you want to just tell them what happened? Well, we've already shot this <laughs> once and we're doing it again because we didn't press record properly on the camera. Yes, uh, working from home problems. So we're reshooting the whole episode all over again right now. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, okay. Point number one, overpaying for services. Yeah, so this is... Um, Really important because a lot of times in the, when you're starting out a business, you're doing it on your own or maybe you've got a partner um, who you're working with and you want to do as much as you can and there are lots of aspects of the business. You've got things like website design, uh, logo design, uh, uh, running the actual website and updating the website, uh, SEO, paid advertising, Facebook, that sort of stuff. All these different aspects of the business need doing and there's that temptation to outsource. And one of the mistakes that we made early on was we outsourced our SEO to, to a company because we thought, you know, it's not quite as important maybe um, as other things, it's a, it's a slower burner. Um, so we'll do that, we'll get someone else to do that just for the timing so there's a presence. Um, but we were spending about 360 to 400 pounds a month on it and really you weren't getting that much. So you're just overpaying for something that's really got no value and actually it's an awful lot more value you doing it in-house yourself. Um, and we, that was kind of one of the early lessons that we we learned on that front because <laughs> yeah, yeah I think I think it's because we were so busy doing other aspects of the business and kind of deep diving in other areas that that we just thought okay we'll hand over the SEO stuff to another company and I think we let it run for about a year until mm. we actually said okay we know that it is a slow burner but are we actually getting anything for this what what are we getting let's actually do a little bit of research into SEO um, exactly what it means and and how you and how you become good at it. And that's when we kind of realized, okay, I think we're being ripped off here because yeah. they weren't doing enough. They were doing the, the bare, bare basics, but they were throwing, you know, um, they had a great, you know, that great list on the emails that they used to send us. But a lot of it's all done under one thing. You, you've yeah. got a breakdown of everything. It's like, it almost included their coffee breaks. You know, we're charging you for these as well to make sure we stay alert. It's like, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so there's there's this massive list of breakdowns and, and numbers and metrics and Which things. Which can that, make it look like they're doing a lot for you. Yeah. But if you break it all down, um, this is where knowledge really comes into it once you kind of figure out what you know how it works what it is that they're supposed to be doing then you have the the knowledge and the power to actually understand you know I'm not really getting my money's worth here I you know if I put a couple of hours into it a week I could save that 300 400 pounds a month and it'd be done at an even better level so yeah. you know knowledge is really important yeah and, and one of the ways we would definitely recommend you kind of get around this um, is is, is going sort of general across a lot of areas. So going into SEO, understanding a little bit about what it is, how what tools are available to you to make to streamline that process. Uh, the paid advertising, how those work. There's there's online courses for Google, for Facebook and everything designed by those companies. So you can actually do it for free and learn and get certified at least to understand the basics inside those networks and how they apply to your business. You've got SEO and those sorts of education pieces and then you've got um, additional bits on, on WordPress and how to start a website and those sorts of things. So understanding all of these things at a general level at least helps give you a bit of ammunition to ask questions to people that are going to prospectively do these services for you. And that means you can get the most out of a relationship because there are tons of really good companies that do these things um, out there and you wanna make sure you're working with the good ones. Um, so that's a little bit of general knowledge around each of these topics will really, really help you make the right decisions. And we'd say in the early days, do it yourself. Because yeah. there's nothing like doing it yourself for a period of time, um, and, and, and you'll do a lot better. Uh, one little sort of word to the wise with regards to SEO. SEO is a slow burn strategy. Yes, for example, with our, our virtual consultation, that is top of Google in like, two weeks, three weeks, yeah, which is awesome, but awesome. but we know what we're doing in certain things and, and there's other nuanced uh, reasons for that to be particularly successful. So um, you can make it happen in a shorter period of time, but 
um, on the whole, SEO is a slow burn strategy and it's worth you doing it to start with yourself, I think. Yeah, and I think now more than ever, this is, this is a great time to use this time to actually get online and start doing some education around these areas. So when everything gets back to normal, whatever that's going to be, mm-hmm. I, I think it will be a lot more fo- online focused. Yep. Uh, at, least, at least you've got you know, some tools in your toolkit because you've used this time wisely. Yeah, it's a good, great time to just skill up. So the second point, we're going to jump to number three because that kind of we'll come back re- relates uh, relates to this. And that is once you've found something, we've spoken about being careful with you spending your money uh, for, for outsourcing services. But at the same time, once you find something that works, don't be stingy. Um, I remember speaking to, to some guys about uh, another company uh, near where we are and they were spending money on, on Google and they were concerned and worried about spending more than five pounds a day on the network mm. and I was just absolutely shocked because they were a business much, much bigger than what we were and they were concerned about about putting their online presence um, more than five pounds a day, which is, is absolutely shocking and that really shows a degree of being being stingy when it comes to something that really does work and we know it works because it's a similar industry to us. Um, and, and, and once you've found that thing that works, don't be shy about going a little bit more aggressively into that thing. You have to constantly evaluate and look at the numbers and mm-hmm. make sure that it is actually working. But once it is working, once you've found something that's good, then definitely spend that money because it, it really helps turbocharge the growth, especially when it comes to things like advertising. Yeah, we've always spoken about the fact that you need you need some trial and error, especially at the beginning. You need to know yeah. which, um, which online platform is going to work best for you in terms of advertising. Um, and and how much you spend on that platform, but once you found it, that's where you really need to go all in on that on that one thing. I mean, we spoke about the first take of this, uh, Facebook, and the fact that for us, Facebook doesn't doesn't on the whole do too much for us. But you know that might be because we haven't. Well, no, there there are methods that that seem to work on Facebook, but those involve offering massive discounts mm-hmm. uh, and those sorts of things, which really you basically just devalue your brand massively in our space anyway. Uh, in order to be successful on Facebook. And that's not something that we want to do when we have other avenues that work very, very well. Um, whereas other brands um, will off- will advertise on Facebook and do very, very well from the point of view of consumer products that are slightly lower pricing, for example. Ah. Um, that if, can work really well. But if, but if, that, is your, if that is your business model, i.e. you can afford to you know, um, have a sale, let's say a clothing brand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, well. At the end of every season, you want to get rid of all of your all of your stock, so you run a sale. Fantastic! Get on Facebook and do that because it will most likely do very very well. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> With things that are visual, uh, for us, back pain is not exactly something fun that people want to be looking at on Facebook all the time. So it's difficult to advertise that. But other aesthetically pleasing products and and, and things will work really really well yeah. because you can just advertise the visual nature of those things, which unfortunately back pain doesn't work. But Facebook's awesome. If it's, it's really good. Fun if you can if you've got something that can actually work on there, it's good fun to, to do because yeah. uh, they've got lots of lots of cool things in there. Okay, cool. Um, and now back to number two, uh, choose and know your model. Yeah, so this is more about there's kind of I think two main ways that you can sort of have your business. You've either got a service person to person business that's going to grow, or you've got this sort of product stroke sort of item uh, business which is going to grow slightly differently and obviously with the with the latter you've got that sort of massive scalability whereas the other one's going to be limited with the number of people and it's also important to bear in mind they just have the same challenges just at different times because for, for us for example with a service-based business we're having to see patients and see people face to face so there's only so many a person can have before you need to get a new person to actually allow the business to grow and that's sometimes a viable way to start the business off uh, which it is in our case because you have to establish that relationship first 
uh, person to person. But then there's other businesses where you can start out um, by just pushing slowly a product online, which doesn't require the same number of staff, if you will, to be able to do that particular service. And that can grow a lot faster before you hit the problem of having to hire more people uh, to deliver the service. So they've both got pros and cons, but I think you should know what your model is and which way you're going to have to grow it. Yeah, I think I think you need to know what your what your goal is for yeah. your lifestyle, for what 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 you want. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> that you you might want to for the rest of your life. You know, be a one on one. Um, yep. I use I use the practitioner uh, customer or or a client. You know. Uh, with, with with any any kind of service that that might be what you want to do yep. um, forever. So so that's that's fantastic. But if you want real scalable growth, then it, it, you might just need to tweak your model and tweak what you're doing um, ever so slightly in order to be able to to achieve that. It's um, important to note that with that sort of model, and this is the one big challenge. Look at what's happening right now, and you want to be face to face in that way that's not really scalable. Mm -hmm. It's also not as safe from that point of view, what if you're unwell, what if certain uh, factors, economic or environmental factors affect your business or affect you and your ability to see people face to face, it's going to cause you to have to pivot. So no matter which one you do choose, you may enjoy that, which is perfectly fine, uh, but you need to know that if you're doing it from a point of view of a business uh, and, set and responsibility on the side of the business, then you need to understand <coughs> the pitfalls and the weaknesses and the vulnerabilities that each of those particular choices have mm -hmm. when you're making the decision to choose your model. Because if you're watching this right now and you haven't got a business or you're thinking about starting a business, or you're in those that infancy stage where you maybe just set it up but think what exact product do I want to be selling what service do I want to be selling you want to have a think thoroughly about this and what pathway the decision that you choose to make is going to take you on and what are the challenges that are likely to come along the way and what's the lifestyle that you will have at what point along there mm -hmm. um, that's what's worth considering I'm actually thinking about it even even like solicitors even yeah. mortgage brokers even even banks everyone has been creeping to online you've got portals yeah. you've got your own personal login you just upload your documents and that's how things have been getting done in the last couple of years i think with this corona that's that just massively. gonna put in they sped that up massively oh, i mean it's just gonna spike it it's gonna yeah. you know but it's important. a lot of those businesses like the, the mortgage broking and the the maybe the highly paid consulting services type thing they are the people that tend to jump out of that job and then go into that sort of consulting or marketing consulting and that sort of stuff. And they may require that face-to-face. -face. So it's worth bearing that in mind. If you're the person with it all up here and you're scaling your business or you're starting this business out, you're going to have to find a way to either grow with you doing all of that uh, revenue generation from your own brain or create something that is more scalable but will probably grow a little bit slower to start with. Mm. Because if, for example, that solicitor that's going to, going to go and just do independent contractual work for companies to provide them with various legal advice then that person's going to have to do it face to face and they because of the charging and the price the price point on that it might be quite lucrative in the short term but they'll hit this wall where they can't see any more people and they're working to the bone and they're going to have to think about scaling whereas if they perhaps instead of that chose to produce some sort of online service and something that's more one-to-many or, or scalable uh, early on where they're not having to deliver that service to one person at a time then that might allow them to grow maybe more slowly to start with from a revenue point of view but have infrastructure there to grow indefinitely without hitting that barrier so soon so it's worth just evaluating that decision before or in the early stages of when you're starting the business out awesome okay so those were the three sort of main main mistakes that we think that small businesses uh, can um, can face make, and yeah. hit but I mean the, the, there are yeah there are there are so many others we you know we had down like you know, something relatively simple like ignoring complaints and yeah ignoring and, complaints dealing with complaints that can be a big mistake yeah um, you have to deal with those correctly and, and, and appropriately yeah uh, that's really really important 
Um, I mean, there are yeah. so many others. I mean, I think should we should we wrap it up there for today. But yeah, if there is, definitely. if there are any other um, sort of challenges that you face in your business and you want to chat about it, um, be sure to just write it in the comments. We'll we'll love to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, that's it for today, and we will see you back here on Friday. Yes. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Take care, guys.